0: Today on a chilling episode of Real Ghost Stories Online, that some fear could cause a mass migration of large vampire bats to settle on your home, slowly ripping away the shingles with their shark claws until they tear through the roof into your room and slowly and methodically eat your small intestines, heart and left spleen as you cry in agony, as Michael Bolton's greatest hits play softly in the background as you perish. It was a warm summer day in 1982 as a young girl set out for adventure on the local playground. What she found there was not only a friend, but a friend that no one else could sense or see. A friend from another dimension, leaving everyone wondering, is this new friend good or evil? That story and much more today on Real Ghost Stories Online.
1: Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855 853 48 at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online.
0: That indeed its five three forty eight zero two 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We'd love to hear them. And of course, if you want to access all of our bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and the Archive, which is the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, all of it commercial-free, want all that? Ghostpodcast.com is where to go to get uh, signed up to become an extra podcast person and EPP. There you can get access to all of those episodes, all ready for you to binge away on right now. Uh, Also through the Patreon app, the link there at ghostpodcast.com. Tony and Carol Hughes with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on?
2: So when this airs, it's like pretty much Halloween.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Which
2: is crazy, which means like then, like in a couple weeks from this airing, it's basically Thanksgiving.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's it's amazing, scary, all at the same time. How we're uh, fast approaching 2023. I, I just, the day I said to my girlfriend, I was like, it's 2022, right? Because I was, I, I, didn't, I didn't remember for a moment. I was like, is it 20? I don't think it's 23 yet. Yeah, it might be 21, but 22 seems right.
2: <laughs> I would like to think that hopefully 2023 will be a y- better year because I had high hopes for 2021. That wasn't exactly. See, good here's the be. deal.
0: Don't have then, hopes. Don't have hopes and you'll, they'll, they'll not be broken. Then you,
2: oh, anything yeah. good?
0: It's like, oh my gosh, this was a great year. It was.
2: I didn't hope for anything. Yeah. Look, this year ended up kind of slightly above average, but I'll take it.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's. um, That's
2: okay. I don't hope for anything anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I just need that sound effect. I'll be like Carol Downer everywhere I go. (laughs) That's okay. I really wanted a veggie burger because I don't eat meat, but. I don't expect anybody to get my order right. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I I honestly mean, I, I find more peace living life like that with it's basically not having expectations of people uh, than having all these expectations that you just get let down on left and right. Now, there, there's standards that I mean, I still look at it go. Like, I wish we had some standards on this or that. So, you know, things wouldn't be the way they are, Uh, but uh, that, uh, too, it's just, you know, you just kind of got to let it all go, because if you let it go after you, you'll go fucking crazy.
2: Well, you know, I really do appreciate that, too, because now I feel like I don't have to try as hard.
0: exactly i, I put because that's yeah I could,
2: I could like skate by and do everything half assed like when it comes mm-hmm. to you like yeah. what we had a show tonight oh i'm sorry i'm 45 minutes late for getting on this call yeah whoops, whoops. <laughs> here, you should be glad i'm here
0: exactly just uh yeah yeah so now we got that established so that's <laughs> all um, these years
2: i've known you all these years <laughs> i have tried way too hard god <laughs> I've been encouraging to you. I didn't have to be. I could have just been like, well, should I totally have to everything
0: it. totally yeah <laughs> Well, that, that that is the thing though, like we, there are you know, you have people in your life that you just you know you knew so you have those standards with them, but i'm I'm speaking more on the aspect of people I don't know moments like when I'm in a situation oh, somewhere. shit
2: so now I can't skate by sorry okay, okay. I'm
0: expectations trying. are there, and they're pretty fucking high so uh. <laughs> But yeah, it's, I I just, I felt that that, I don't know, gives me more peace. Otherwise I was getting like towards like it was in the area, like right before COVID I was just in the kind of a feeling not good about so many things. And I was so negatively pulled down and I think just irritated by so many things. And I don't know what it all was. I mean, probably just the atmosphere of the country at that time, but um it was just like, oh, uh, and I just really kind of had to like let go of a lot of stuff to kind of get that piece and sanity back. But I get it. There you go. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our first uh, letter of the day blow the type up so i can uh, see it here <laughs> now that i've turned 40 uh okay let's pull the teleprompter over to here it's so old i know uh sorry so here we go i like this it's kind of it, this one i know is written really kind of interesting timeline summer 1982 it was the summer of 82 i was in kindergarten in southern central virginia in a small town I was outside enjoying the summer on a normal day, swinging on my swing set. You know, the cricket and metal ones that eventually host a bird nest that your parents were more than happy to haul off after you outgrew. My mother, a dedicated homemaker, was washing dishes and looked out the kitchen window to keep an eye on me while I was enjoying swinging. She told me she saw me carrying on a conversation with the air while swinging and... I was having fun, smiling, talking to someone that she couldn't see. She immediately stopped the dishes, ran outside to her backyard, and yelled, are "You okay? Who are you talking to?" Thinking someone was in her backyard, I calmly replied, "Mom, I'm okay. I'm just talking to Tiny." I said, "Who is Tiny?" I pointed to this beautiful young African American girl directly sitting on the grass by my playset. A babysitter, nanny for the day. Her hair and dress were perfect with the matching garments to both wrap her hair and adorn her dress. She was so sweet and loving. She was so real, looked real, solid. Nothing was off about her at all. She was perfect. I remember asking her before my mother ran out to interrupt our chat, where do you live? She smiled sweetly at me and said, Dear Amy, under the pine row and pointing to a long row of pines that had been planted at the back of our property, before we moved there. There were about 20 at least in a row. Did someone do harm to her and bury her there and plant her over there? I'll never know. But I do remember my friend and I, Michael used to play under those trees. Maybe she took a liking to him also and visited him too. I'll never know. Thank you. My sweet southern rainmaker ghost who I met from another time. Thinking back as I got older, I feel like she was a young nanny of sorts and was drawn to me as I was alone on the swing being the only child. What still haunts my thoughts and memories is the resting place and the rest on peace under those beautiful Virginia pines. So elusive. She was beautiful and precious, and I hope she finds her peace. What happened to her and why she showed herself to me that day with love Thanks for listening to my hauntingly beautiful experience. I love hearing all of the experiences. Love and light and openness to all. Amy, thoughts on that?
2: You know, as as you're reading that, I was, was thinking, you know, like there's so many kids who it's just dismissed as an imaginary friend. Yeah. But, you know, like that was so descriptive like it wasn't an imaginary friend that was like a real person yeah but it wasn't a real person and it just makes me wonder like how many like that has to happen a lot when you think about all the kids and their imaginary friends how many of them really aren't they're actually experiencing something paranormal
0: I think there's quite a few because so many can go through life and not realize that not everyone saw their imaginary friend. Cuz yeah. it just kind of depends what's going on for you and if someone is there to point it out. And if you have a bunch of friends around you, a lot of times you don't really have an imaginary friend. An imaginary friend kind of shows up by themselves in most cases cuz it wouldn't work in equation with other people. Now that would be a good one where a couple mm-hmm. people at the same time have the same like a uh, playmate on the the playground. And they all remember the same person and then turns out that kid wasn't even part of the class. Almost Mandela effect-ish, but ghostly. There's a ghost story.
2: (laughs) That is a good ghost story. But I don't know. I just thought that was a really interesting, like, it was very um, dismissive of the parents. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. No big deal. But you know, that person was really experiencing something. Yep. And in a, in a very loving way. It wasn't threatening. It wasn't scary. It was loving and kind of watchful and I don't know.
0: Oh, it, it, was, uh, cool. it was cool. Thank you for sharing that one with us. Uh, 855- 853-4802. That's the phone number to call 24-7. Share your real ghost stories with us or write in On our website, realghoststoriesonline.com, it says, when I was a younger man, my parents were having a lot of marital problems just around the time when I started college. I was hanging out with an intriguing emo girl at Colorado State University. I was pre-vet and she was a town girl I had noticed in my first semester there at a Halloween party off campus. We both shared a love for the cure, absolute vodka and black eyeliner. She came from a family that operated funeral homes, and I guess we were both lost in our own separate ways. When Thanksgiving came, instead of going west to be with my fractured family, I stayed in Fort Collins with my goth girl. We splurged on two-fifths of vodka and holed up in a hotel in Old Town, wandering the streets and parks by day and listening to Lush and The Cure at night. The first morning we woke up together. I noticed the hesitation marks on both of her wrists, but I never said anything, and to be honest, I wasn't that surprised by them anyway. We mixed our morning drinks with cranberry juice and ice, joking that this was our cranberry sauce for Thanksgiving, and then we drove my old Ford truck to the cemetery. Being a holiday, it was nearly deserted. We walked through the graves, reading headstones, forming our own impressions about the lives of the dead. We took it further, adding footnotes and interpretations to the epitaphs and wishing their spirits a harmonious afterlife. Caroline, my sad little beauty, surprised me with a drunken kiss, and we wandered down to a reflection pool, and drank for a while, sitting on a bench there next to the water. After that weekend, she stopped returning my calls, and I lost contact with her, as would happen again many other times with many other girls in my seven years in that town. After my second divorce, I took a leave of absence from my practice in New Mexico, and I took a road trip. I've been reading about how a process of revisitation and recalculation of past experiences can lead to insights and recovery of spent emotional energies. This effort can help us to make more sense of our current situations. I've been sober seven years, but I found myself alone in that hotel in old town, Fort Collins, making steady progress on a bottle of Absolute on a full day, when when new college students were wandering the streets and talking. I remember the day that the cemetery and I took a taxi ride out there alone, passing by the same old graves to the reflecting pool and singing cure songs in my head. At the reflecting pool I heard whispers, first inaudible, and then more persistent, a soft woman's voice. I closed my eyes to concentrate, feeling my heartbeat right through my ears and water sounds lapping at my feet. I entered a dreamlike state, almost a time slip, and while my eyes were closed, I heard her voice say, I miss you and felt a soft kiss distinctly on my face from the empty side of the bench. I opened my eyes and saw her walking away, and then she turned back and looked at me, dark eyeliner running, and she sank into the ground among the graves. When I got back to my hotel room, I searched the name of the girl I spent that lost weekend with so many years before. She died in the 90s. Her body found beside a road near Horse Tooth Reservoir in Fort Collins. I felt so sad, I had a connection to her. Alcohol and loneliness can play tricks on the mind, but I had no idea she was dead. And I saw her in the cemetery with my eyes wide open. Well, I guess we'll find out when we die. I have a few people I'd like to visit. Hee <laughs> hee.
2: Oh, Tony. I thought that was a really cool, sad story. It was. like, I mean, it was a great story, but it was kind of sad because, I mean, I think we've all had that relationship at some point that was maybe just like a couple days. You really had a connection with somebody. And for whatever reason, you both had to go your own ways. Mm -hmm. But then to... Like, and not even know that she's gone and to have that experience. Like, that's really, that's a really cool story.
0: It is. It is. You know what came to mind though? And, and, oh, who knows? And, who knows? And, and, <laughs> exactly. You never know what's coming I'm to my curious. mind. i I love the story, by the way. I'm not trying to take anything away from it. Uh, but uh, do, you ever, do you ever watch The Office?
2: Yes, but I haven't seen every single episode.
0: There was an episode where Michael Scott was, uh, he was looking at an industrial magazine about uh, chairs. He wanted a new office chair, and he fell in love with the woman uh, who was modeling the chair. And he goes on this quest to figure out who she is or where she is, because he's just in love with her, and uh, gets down to the modeling agency, finds out she died a few years ago. And then he kind of almost has like this like morning and funeral for this chair model that he never met. So <laughs> kind of along the same lines.
2: A little bit, <laughs> a, little bit a little bit different too. A little bit
0: too. Yeah. But yeah, a little bit, but that's what was coming to mind there. Uh, anyway, uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at uh, real ghost stories online. Got to turn the cure off. Uh, Let's uh, grab a phone call. Here. And you too at home Can call 855-853-4802 You weren't supposed to start yet To share your real ghost stories With us Okay, let's try this again You may speak, dear sir Hey guys, this is
1: uh, Jack from Essex Calling once again um, I called in a couple times Late last year And earlier this year uh, Very early this year uh, to talk about the possible haunting of the funeral home where my partner worked. I'm um, not sure if you remember it, but uh, quickly sum things up, you know, I did some minor investigating at said funeral home using a ghost box app and received some pretty compelling results. You know, We called him Zachary after a name that was dropped in the app. Um, my partner left that particular funeral home about five months ago now, so I didn't think I'd ever really get a chance to go there again in my last attempt to talking to Zachary I basically ended things with like a small I guess you'd call it a blessing but that sounds more formal than it really was uh, just telling him that he was welcome to stay for as long as he had to um, so like I said it's been about five months since my partner quit that job and we've held on to the keys of the building because frankly my partner doesn't ever want to see or hear from those people again but you know, no one's come chasing us for the keys yet so uh, I mean we didn't didn't mean to steal them or anything, but you know how it is. Um, but, yeah, I, I, but I couldn't, I couldn't sleep the other night. You know, so I decided to just go for a walk down there and drop the keys off in the manager's office. Probably, you know, just doing a little bit of breaking and entering, just just a little bit illegal, uh, but they don't have cameras. So. um, So I don't know if I mentioned this in my other calls, but there's an apartment above the main funeral home and it's basically abandoned and only used for storage. Um, And originally it was intended for like on-call funeral directors to sleep in, but I don't think anyone actually does that. And the floorboards on there are like paper thin. I mean, like it literally feels like you're going to fall through the floor, like in most locations up there. Um, And that means that it's like incredibly loud downstairs whenever people are walking around up there. It's like impossible to walk around lightly. Um, But, you know, there were no cars outside. There were no, the removal vans were in their parking spots and stuff. The lights were all off. So it was pretty clear that no one was there at that time. It was like the middle of the night. Um, You know, just in case I announced myself so clearly when I came in the back door, just but, you know, in, in retrospect, that might not have been a good idea. You know, hearing someone shout, I'm coming in while you're, like, embalming a body, that probably wouldn't have been pleasant, but I don't think anyone was there. Um, and <clears throat> I also did my usual thing that I did every time I went there, just greeting Zachary whenever I entered the building, um... And like, as soon as I put that key down in the manager's office, I heard very clear movement upstairs, like the very clear and distinct sound of footsteps approaching or around the spot that I was standing in. And after it goes quiet for a few seconds, I just ask aloud if that was Zachary, to which I hear like a few quick footsteps again. I just kind of go like, oh, hey there, mate. And I pull out the app that I used before, because why not? And literally the minute that like I open that app, um, the minute it starts listening, uh, the word unwelcome pops up, and <laughs> I freak the fuck out of it. Oh, sorry, sorry, I don't know if you actually care, um, but yeah, you know, I freak out. I'm like, Who, who's unwelcome? Am I unwelcome? And I waited a few moments, and I got no answer. And then I said, like, are you feeling unwelcome? Which prompted a pretty much immediate like not really a stomp, but like a hard footstep, very hard footstep coming from upstairs. Um, And and so I asked like, well, who's making you feel unwelcome? And I pause and I get no response. And so I moved into the office that's in the next room, which is where most of the funeral directors, like or people who work there uh, sit. And I just ask, are these people making you feel unwelcome? And once again I hear a creak directly above me, like no other movement sound, no sound of someone following me, like as if someone was actually in that apartment. Just like a single creak right above me. And like I have to emphasize it would be literally impossible for someone to be upstairs and move that distance without me hearing it. Um Yeah, you know, I try as much as I can, I try to remain skeptical. Uh, about this sort of thing you know, obviously there's a lot of explanations for what could be making a building like that creak not so much the stomping sound but hey uh, and it's just like the fact that that was my first time back in the building for months as well and probably the last time I visit there and so I didn't really know what to do or say i just said this is probably the last time that i'd be able to visit and i asked if he was okay and i got no response and i just said that i was going to repeat my blessing from last time and asked if he was okay with that and i got no response and so that's what i did and then i said goodbye like i said i said in one of my previous phone calls how that funeral home had like this weird atmosphere of tension that kind of subsided once people started talking to Zachary. And when I came back there again and like after it, it was back there. It was back. And again, I don't know, like the thing is like after I said goodbye and I like, I headed towards the door, I I just started crying like uncontrollably. <laughs> that's messed up right like I mean it could all be psychosomatic obviously but like I don't know I'm pretty convinced you know like I'm a fairly empathetic person I'd like to think I'd like to hope and I cried pretty easily but even that was a lot for me and I know this just sounds really silly but I guess if by some miracle this Zachary actually exists, I just hope he's okay. But on the other hand, maybe I was just crying over a, cre- a creaking floor, you know. Anyway, like that's that's all I got. Love you guys, love the
0: show, all that. Uh, have a good one. He's like one of my favorite storytellers that have called into the show.
2: And he's got a great voice, yeah. and like I loved listening to him tell that story, and as he's telling the story, it was interesting because I like that one part about he just did a little bit of breaking and entering. Yeah. Um, Not much, just a little bit.
0: Heck but
2: I, I thought as he's telling the story, it's like he's connected and drawn to that presence yeah. that's there. And so that was interesting as the story went on. And at the very end, it's very obvious. He feels a very strong connection to whatever's in that building. And, and, uh, cause most of us don't do a little bit of breaking and entering to, you know, kind of go in and see how the ghost is doing, which was basically no. what he did. Yeah. Cause he wanted to go back and reconnect with Zachary. I would be like terrified to do anything like that. I, find it interesting anyone who can but he was very emotionally connected yeah and then that makes you wonder is there another bigger picture to that connection that you don't know you know Mm -hmm. is it you know somehow someone he knew or you know is there past life issues or is there such thing as past lives i don't know yeah but you know what i mean it's like it just seems like there's some kind of connection with him and that presence and the fact that you know are you okay or what was the thing that that it answered it wasn't it answered Something where what you know things weren't okay. Like he was yeah, yeah, get out. Yeah, there was like, just, do you want me to get out? What yeah, is it? Is yeah. you know whatever that one that thing was, and but then he left. Like you know, it's unhappy and it's
0: yeah, it's left really kind of in a sad state where it's you know, are you okay? No response. You know, yeah. is it okay if I say this prayer? No response, and it's just kind of like. It's sad. Like what he's he's been there. He's trying to help and try to do what he can, but there's there's a divide that prevents it from
2: Exactly. You know, and I think that people obviously he is someone who um definitely picks up on energy and you know is probably very good at reading people and stuff. But so he's able to pick up on that sadness yeah. and that darkness. And it's hard for him to shake it. That's yeah. what it sounds like to me.
0: Yeah, I agree. It was a very, uh, very interesting call. Thank you for that. Uh, 855-853-4802, our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. to Share your real ghost stories with us. Hi.
3: Hi, guys. I really love your show. And I wanted to tell you a story that happened to me when I was about maybe eight or nine. Um. I lived in an old neighborhood. It was probably built, I don't even know if it'd be like a neighborhood, I guess it is. Um, it was probably built maybe in the 1880s and it backed up with a really new, brand new development. Um, and one of my best friends who I met when, I think this was built probably when I was in first grade, but I met her um second grade so I would ride my bike over to her place she would come over to my place and it felt like two worlds away because my house was built about a hundred years before hers was that whole development went up like in the 80s um so anyways um she was driving with her mom I was in the car with with my mom and there was this light like this um stoplight to get out of the area and to turn like on to like the main street to go toward like the stores and things like that. So it was often that you would see like your friends in the car with their parents or whatever. Just, you know, we all kind of, I think, did things kind of at the same time. And I remember my mom was taking me to Claire's to get my ears pierced. (laughs) And I don't know why I remember that. Um, But I saw my friend and this was like in the 80s, so her mom had one of those like wood paneled station wagons and my mom did too actually. And um, we pulled up to the light and I was sitting at the light by her and I recognized the car because I would see it in the driveway all the time and I knew what her mom looked like. And I, I looked over and I saw like an old man, sitting in the back seat with her and she didn't appear to see me because he was like, the way we were positioned at the light, I was in the back seat and he was like in the back seat, like closest to me, if that makes sense in her car. And he looked over and he waved to me and I'm like, that is weird. Who is that old guy in the back seat with her? And we went and I got my ears pierced, forgot all about it. Well, that night I went over, I wanted to go to her house and show her my ears, um, that I got my ears pierced after dinner. And my mom said, oh, no, it's not a good idea because her grandpa just died. So they're going over to wherever his, her grandma lived. And I always wondered, is that who I saw in the back seat of her car? It was just so weird. Like, was he like going with her to like run errands? It was just really weird. So, I thought I'd share that. I love your show and I've been an EPP for years and keep it up. Bye bye.
0: Thank you for sharing that one. Seeing the the person in the backseat waving, it gives me just ideas for when I die on what I'd like to do. Some (laughs) of the stunts I'd like to pull. I think it'd be great. You're in the backseat of someone's car. And you're just constantly waving at every car that's going by. And then the people in the car have no idea you're there. And they're like wondering why are all these cars waving back at us? And
2: that's a good one. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or like to start pointing down at like the car or something. And like like this, like pointing, you know, like directing, like, pull over. There's something there. <laughs> See how many cars just Flipping
2: keep- <laughs> people off. And then people are flipping you off. Yes. And- that's
0: no, that's perfect. That's a good one. Yeah.
2: Thanks. You know, when she told that story, though, I'm like, OK, and I might have missed part of it a little bit. So she's going to get her ears pierced. And I totally get why she remembers that, because any girl who got her ear ears pierced, that was like the biggest day of her life. Um, So she's going to get her ears pierced. And she sees her friend in another car mm-hmm. and there's a guy in the backseat. I mean, could that have been an actual guy in the backseat? Like, her uncle or something? Because the grandpa died?
0: I'm assuming she narrowed it down to the fact that there wasn't someone there.
2: I mean, but how'd she know that? I don't know. I don't either. So, I'm just... I was just, like, debunking the obvious. Mm -hmm. So, I think there's... Like, I might have missed something. Yeah. But, I mean... it Now, so that said... If there was no way that there was a guy or she talked to the girl and she was like, "No, I was in the back seat by myself," yeah. then yeah, it's grandpa, and that's awesome. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like grandpa watching over him in a friendly grandpa sort of way, not in a
0: yeah.
2: Tony Brusky is your dead grandpa <laughs> sort of way,
0: <laughs> where it's like the kids, <laughs> the kids going to Claire's to try and get their uh, for their uh, their ear piercings. And there's the ghost of Grandpa sitting up there, uh, piercing his nipples (laughs) inside the clear.
2: Kids, you don't want to see this, um, do ya?
0: Kids, are you sure you want to do that? uh, That piercing there. Look at this shit.
2: (laughs) My nipples are where they used to be. That's for sure.
0: I can do all sorts of great ghostly stuff because like you probably like you're like boom, and your your nipples aren't pierced anymore. (laughs) It's all to teach the kids a
2: lesson. That's Or um, it's like, kids, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> and then the kid does it. It's like, Jesus Christ, Grandpa! <laughs> oh,
0: oops. I, I wasn't talking about that. Yeah. You misunderstood me. Oh, Brent, I
2: love the idea of the grandpa being in the backseat with the granddaughter. Like, that's just sweet. Like, that's um, what you want to happen. Mm-hmm. Like... You know, but it's interesting that she could see the grandpa, but the kid couldn't see the grandpa. Oh. I don't know. That That's a really, like, I want to believe that's who was back there. No. For sure. I think so.
0: Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to show your real ghost stories with us. That's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. If you would uh, like to get the access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories advanced episodes of this show and bonus episodes exclusively to you as a supporter become one we call them extra podcast people epps sign up at ghostpodcast.com it's ghostpodcast.com and through the patreon app the link at ghostpodcast.com until next time for carol and tony bruski thanks for listening